to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms like Keys to the City. So comment, subscribe, like, or share. Or you can follow the Joseph McGuire at Podcaster Joe at Twitter or at Clovercrest Media as well. We will not be discussing any football today, but we'll be back later in the week to do our top five side dishes sponsored by Ted Eats. And then we'll be doing our top ten. It might be the last of our top ten list until now. We're going to start doing some previewing of the NFL football season. So this will be our last official top 10 list of the offseason. Our top 10 players, offensive players, non-quarterbacks. No quarterbacks involved. It'll be our top 10 offensive players. We're here to talk about one thing, and it's surprising because of the fact that throughout this entire season, if, if people that have been watching continuously of, of Keys to the City, you know that the majority of the time we've been talking about a lot of bad about the New York Yankees, the issues that have been going on, the the fight, the um, just the New York attitude. And now all of a sudden, this is a new team, brand new team since July 4th. They are on a roll. They have overtaken the Red Sox for second place in the AL East standings right now by a half a game. And now they are officially the top AL wild card. I don't know about you boys. I know we've been talking a lot of bad this year. But at the time of this entire season, I don't think we would ever have thought with the way this season was going, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the inconsistencies, I don't think we ever could have imagined that the New York Yankees, I know it's shocking to say because it is the New York Yankees, I don't think we ever would have seen this Yankee team from where it was to where it is now. And that is they're right in the thick of things again. They're in the, a chance to win an ALE's title as well. They're playing that well. And I wanted to talk to you about this one question, and we could branch off of this because there's a lot going on with this. And it's the fact that they're not at full strength either. So there's a lot of key components that are missing from this New York Yankee team. The pitching staff, the bullpen, the offensive lineup, that a whole new offensive lineup that we've been waiting to fully see at full tilt. But do the Yankees, when this happens, are the Yankees going to have a good problem to deal with? I feel like we've talked about this a lot over the years because of – we always talked about this Yankee team, the depth, the people that they had, the, the the bullpen, the pitching staff, especially the lineup. But is it a good problem to deal with? I'll start off with Joe, and we could go off with it. <sighs> Sorry, Ted. You wait your turn. No, yeah, Ted, listen, to no, be fair, to Joe. be fair, at the, at the All-Star break, uh, I, and I still have this written down, so um, the Yankees were 46 and 43, and I said, what's realistic for the second half? A 40 and 33 about, yeah. record would take you to 86 and 76. Felt like that wasn't going to be enough. I said, uh, I, ideally, this team at full strength, if they were to go 50 and 23 in the second half, would win you 96 games. Could very well win you a division. Certainly gets you, I think, into the playoffs this season. They're 25 and 11 since the break. They would have to finish 25 and 12 in the last 37 to do exactly what I said and get actually, to 50 wins. To add to your point, they're actually 27 and 11 in their last 38 games. The Rays are 26 and uh, 11. Well, how about this? Since I got Yankees even a better hold on, Yankees hold on, game and half a game up on the Rays, but it just speaks the volume how well those two teams. But Joe, remember, you were like Ted. What do you think the prediction? And I was like, going to have to win at least 50 games. 
Gonna have to get to like 94. I think we all said they weren't gonna make the playoffs too. We we didn't well again as the way that team was laid out and and the way they were playing again I said forty and thirty three was a realistic second half seventy three games they were playing barely over five hundred why would you think this but I I also said this team is capable and from from start to finish this year and we talked a lot about this the only consistency has been the inconsistency and you know you remember I mean into June almost eight. Eight starters were hitting under 200. Yep. Gary got benched. I mean, it was dire straits here. Things were really bad. Mm-hmm. I, and I kept saying, I kept saying, I, it's, it, this is almost impossible. I was talking to a, another Yankee fan last night who I thought was a Red Sox fan. And I, uh, yeah, I gave him the whole history of the Yankees. He was like, you know, I'm a Yankee fan, right? Uh, but I talked about the 98 team where Scott Brocious and Bernie Williams and T- I mean, all these guys had. Posada, career years. Jeter had one of the best years of his career. Paulie O'Neill had a great year. Every single, the rotation, all five starters, I think, made 30 starts that year at least. So you had nothing but consistency and guys playing above expectations. Ended up with the greatest regular season of all time and maybe one of the best teams in history. This team, nothing was going right. Nobody was hitting. Nobody outside of Aaron Judge, by the way, who I mean, if you're a Yankee fan and you don't think the Yankees should re-sign Aaron Judge, you're just an ass at this point because this guy's hurt less often and is more productive when he plays than Mike Trout. Wait, we talked about this. He had the same amount of games missed than Mike Trout. Yeah, and Mike Trout still, and, and since that date, Mike Trout's missed another month, and he's going to be out even longer. So I what? See, I mean, I want to see more before I pay Judge. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. He's going to be hurt. It's going to happen. I'm not going to get full gold because I feel like we've seen this before. You know, Joe. We know. Sure. Dude, they healthy. never work out, Ted. They never no, work out. No, I know. Doesn't it seem like that though? Every time you see a big time guy get paid. It never pans out the same way. It was like, wait, all of a sudden I gave you big money and you forgot how to pitch. I think, I think when Judge, I'm going to say this because I've been against the whole Judge thing as well, and I, I want to be in the middle of this. I think when Judge is on the field and it, when he's on, I know he's off the field at times, but when he's on, he's he's been very consistent since coming he's up. He's a top five game. player in major baseball. No, I, I'm, hold on. When, he's been, when he had his official rookie season and he had that in, incredible MVP season, I don't give a crap. He was the MVP that year. It's BS that he didn't. My point is, is that when he is on the field and he's been on the field since then, he's always been, if not the best player or the most, inc- most consistent player for the Yankees. I know he gets a lot of injury. I know he gets injured. It happens. We talk about we talked about it last night, Ted. Mike Trout, Jacob DeGrom, two Hall of Fame type players, but we'll never know what they can be because those guys are always on the IL or DL as it was back in the day. Judge is when he's on, he's the best player in the Yankees. He's been the most consistent player. So I'm I would give the man the pay. You're gonna get injuries. It comes with the game. It's just how it is nowadays. It's like the it's like how big contracts are, and we're all like frustrated. Dude, not not for nothing. Is now. If you're San Diego, I mean, dude, Fernando Tatis Jr. has been a mess all year with the injuries, and he's 21 years old without 13 well, look, how incre- look, look at how incredible he is. Uh, well, no, I, I understand. That. I understand that, but for the money, I would take Aaron Judge. I would. I would. I would take. Well, I would take. I'll take, I'll take a short. I'll take a shortstop. 
And I'll well, tell you a sure, right field now, sure, but and there, there you go. Again, I think injuries are going to be an issue. And when you lock in a guy for a really long time, you have to expect that you might have a year where he doesn't play at all. I think that's just part and parcel with these contracts. And no, they never work out. You know, Josh Hamilton, Prince Fielder, th- throw anybody's name out there that got a big contract and tell me it was worth it. Miguel Cabrera, Robinson Albert Pula. I mean, there you go. I mean, the list is endless for these guys because, again, Ted, you're typically paying guys for what they did. Yeah, not what they're going to do. Not what they're going to do. I still think you're paying Aaron Judge for what he's going to do. He's only going to get better. He's, listen, I, I traded Mookie Betts for my fantasy team this year. Smart move. And and can I tell you something? I've I've gone. I went from 11th place. I'm sixth, and I'm now in playoff contention. And since I dropped Mookie Betts, I've been outperforming every week. That's a lot of money they're paying that guy for not a lot of production, and he's hurt a lot too. Exactly. So to me, right? But see, to me, listen, it's and again, I think it's a Yankee fan. Don't think you're being fair to this guy. If this guy was on any other team and it was you, you would be like, oh yeah, no, pay him. Mookie Betts, yeah, give him the give him the money. Yeah, this guy, oh, give him the money. But it's our guy. It's our guy. And we're like, well, but let's be honest, dude, he's missed less games than Mike Trout has over the last four years. Like I said, has been as productive, if not more productive, has brought his team to the postseason every year of his career. That guy's gotta get paid. We'll see. I'll put it this way. So, stepping back to the question, you said, Trev, you started the show off. Do the Bronx Bombers have a good problem to deal with? Absolutely. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll pull a little Ted Zietz with it. Ted Zietz to this. Is it ever a bad thing to have leftovers or extra? It's it's always a problem when you have less and you got to figure out how to to break it apart. To have an abundance of talent of guys that can play do multiple things, it's a very good thing. Yeah. I think this team is more dangerous. I think the best thing that happened to this team is all those guys got injured in COVID because all the young guys came up and proved a little something, and it added a spark to this team and a wow. flair to this team. Do you realize that this team since All-Star break is tied for the league league and, and steals? Everyone is running. Judge is stealing bases. DJ LeMayu is stealing bases. They. I looked at the lineup, the field lineup in the ninth inning or seventh inning last night, the second of the doubleheader. Do you realize the speed that was on the base on the field? Third base, what was it? Third was Wade. Sec, shortstop was Vasquez. Second was Odor. First base was DJ. Gallo, Gardner, and um, and the kid Davis in center field. The slowest guy on the field might be Higgy. There's a lead, there was a weak speed at all nine positions last night. Mm-hmm. The dynamic of this team is so dangerous. The problem they're going to have, though, and it's a good problem, is who sits – who doesn't? Who makes the playoff roster? Because eventually Glaber's going to come back. That's fine. Vasquez, he's not yet a major league baseball player, but he's there. He adds versatility, defense, and speed. Something the Yankees. I think Joe, this team is more dangerous with the speed guys than they are with all the power hitters. At least. Well, this is. This, bring in, you got to bring in this, that. You got to have that balance. Isn't this what we've been bitching about the last four postseasons that this team can't do the small things to win games? And like you said, almost forced into it. I mean, they had to tap into what you have, and you got a lot of guys that that can that have speed. Uh, we've seen Joey Gallo lay bunts down. I mean, it, it's this team's doing 
Here's, I'll tell you, this is one of the most interesting things I've seen in the last couple of days. The Yankees are 9-26. and 26. That's a two fifty seven winning percentage when they score two runs or less. 9-26. and 26. That is the second-best winning percentage and second-most wins in baseball in close games. Only behind who? No. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Now, uh, now, now, let me tell you why I think that's super important. Because when you get into the postseason, a lot of games are those are games you lose. You lose all of those games. And so to see this team playing this well uh, in games decided by one or two runs, 68 times this year it's happened to the Yankees, 45 wins, a 662 winning percentage. So when the game's in, on the line, I know it seems like they've blown a lot of saves, but this team's winning a lot of these close games. I think, again, I look at that as like, hey, come postseason time, this team's running, this team's bunting, this team's fielding better. They're they're running smart. They're pitching well. They're Tyler winning Bray's close batting five hundred. Do you Bray. know? Yeah, how about it? You know who the best relief pitcher in baseball is based on war in the American yeah. League? Wandy Peralta. Jonathan Loizaga. I love him. By the way, Wandy Peralta. Wandy does not. Hold on, hold on. Let me say. I want to give a quick This is hold on. Facts, dude. He's got a two point two WAR. It is that's the best of any reliever in the American League. Now listen. Walks the bases. You're you're you're. Listen. Oh, dude, the bases loaded. Listen, I was I I watched I watched I got to watch both games yesterday. MLB Network, baby. MLB Network. And I'll tell you what, dude. They're on ESPN. Do it like this. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, but listen, dude. He's like Dylan Batances. Load them up, strike them all out. It but sucks. We want to it, do that in the playoffs. I, hey, obviously hey, not. Hey, hey, as long hey, as he doesn't hey, walk hey. the fourth guy, I don't give a crap. You throw more than sixteen balls, we got a problem. If he wants to walk the bases loaded and tightrope out of it, I can deal with that. I can. I'm fine with it as long on. as you shut give, it down. I want to give a quick stat. So we're talking about the Yankees right now and how the Red Sox have drastically taken a major step back from where they were at all-star break to now. I want to give a quick stat, and I saw this on ESPN. So on July 25th, after losing the series finale at Fenway Park, the Yankees were nine games back of those Red Sox. Since July 26th, the Yankees are 17-5, and best record in baseball, by the Red Sox, have gone Ten. easily eight and fourteen. So just they to think, where how the, were, how the Yankees were nine. I mean, we got to think about this, guys. The Yankees were ten, nine games back. What is this? Nineteen seventy-eight with Bucky freaking Dent. Like what? Like come on. Like this doesn't well, happen for the team. Well, the way, hold on. But with the way this team have we talked about how we bashed them all year in and out. And this is the always. I know baseball gets a lot of knack for this, but this is why we always got to take in consideration. While baseball, you still have 162 games in a season. You could be crappy in June and July, and Colin Coward said it best all the, to all those delusional Met fans that think the Mets are winning in baseball. Even when the Yankees or when the Mets were playing at their best, the Yankees still had a better record than the Mets. So you got to take that in consideration. And we always, we've been bashing them all year, long, all year long for good reasons at times. But we got to take in consideration that it is baseball. 
There's still 162 games left. There's still a month and a half left of baseball. A lot can happen. We have just seen the Boston Red Sox. We thought were maybe they are going to go back to another World Series. Now they have drastically taken a step back. Their offense is struggling. The pitching staff has been a concern, like Joe said in the beginning of the year. And now the Yankees are in second place. Pitching is the only thing that's kept them above water all season. It's one of the things even Cora has spoke about. What do you mean a couple keep them? You mean the The offense is keeping them above water? No, no. It's been the Yankees pitcher. Go look up the numbers. No, I'm talking about the Red Sox. Oh, you're talking about the Yankees. Oh, He's talking about the Red Sox. Yankees. Yeah, you. Oh, I, I apologize. Me and Joe talk, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I don't saying that. No, yeah, yeah, you're exactly Sox. right. Hell Funny well. thing. No, well. listen. Uh, in, in this 8-14 and 14 stretch the Red Sox are in, they've got a team batting average of like 290. Yeah, they're not I mean, it's it's Yeah, it's not the offense. It's not the offense for the Red Sox right now. The offense is fine. The pitching has been dreadful. And I've been literally at, right after the you, All-Star you, you, break, Joe, I filled you, in you, on. No, well, you've been saying this since the beginning of the year when I was I like, I don't know, Joe, that offense is good enough to do it. I did. I was on baseball with the Bard, and Yankees were nine games back, and Tyler wasn't there, but he was antagonizing Noah and I from afar. And I said, your pitching will not hold up for 162 games. Don't good be good like boy. a delusional, pompous ass. You have to recognize your pitching's not good enough. And he didn't. He didn't recognize they that. They should have made a move for a starter. Yes, a hundred percent. Because that and sale. Now you're on your way. With the volume, Now you're on your way. Other guys. Now I will speaking say this. Make it, make it, on. One second, and then and then before you get to this point, and I told you last night, I just want to get it in. Joe, I told Trev this last night on the phone, and I thought Paulie O'Neill made a good point because I think eventually, Trev, it's going to lead into one of the questions you're going to talk about. Good problem to have with an abundance of talent. What do you do with all these players, right? The best possible lineup you could put as a New York Yankee is Gary Sanchez, a catcher, Gio Oshella, which we haven't talked about. He'll be eventually coming back. He'll play third. Glaber at short. DJ at second. Rizzo at first. Judge in center. Gallo in left. Stanton in right, and Voight is your DH. There's your best possible lineup that you could have as a New York Yankee. Imagine that lineup one through nine. Who bats ninth? Who bats? Who, here's the thing. Who bats ninth? Glaber, Geo. Glaber. Are you are, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's here's that's, my thing. Here's my thing. You just talked about to beat. you just talked about the Red Sox making a move. I feel like this is the problem where the Yankees could have and and Voight Luke Luke Voight has come out and voices his pleasure and I give I give Voight his credit because he's a guy uh, out of maybe one of the few Yankees that come out and, and speak his mind. And he's come out with this recent report saying he deserves to play just as much as Rizzo. Fair enough. That's fine. But you've been injured three times this year. This is the problem that's going to the Yankees could have solved at the trade deadline. We heard Voight, Luke Voigt was going to be maybe up in the air to get traded. He never went anywhere. I would have loved to see the Yankees. And it's crazy to say, because the last year he had an amazing season would have gotten another bullpen guy for Voight. And then you would have never had to deal with this issue. But like you just said, Ted, you could put him at DH. You could have that issue, that, that issue solved, I guess. But my thing is also, and this is why I don't want to see Voight play as much, because I just told Ted this. Joe, do you want to know what Luke Voigt's stats were in the postseason against the Tampa Bay Rays, Ted? Don't say anything. I want him to take a oh, guess. Do they you, were, do you want to know uh, what his batting I'm, average was? I'm going to say his batting average was around 100. It was 111. 
Here's okay, my I was going to say, he was Here's terrible. My, yeah, it was god-awful. Here's my reason. I know he was a top-10 MVP last year in voting, and he had an incredible season, 22 home runs, mm-hmm. led the league in home runs in, 50, in the shortened season. But when we saw the last time of Voight in big moments, and he's delivered in big moments since coming off the IL again, but he did that last year. But he didn't deliver in the postseason. This is where I want Rizzo coming in because Rizzo was clutch for the Cubs. Rizzo has been clutch for the Cubs in postseason times when they needed him. He's a better defenseman, first baseman, and I just think he's a better clutch hitter than Luke Voigt. And I know you say, oh, well, can you imagine that lineup? Yeah, it's amazing. But that's a lineup that could consist of a lot of strikeouts too and pop-ups. And we've talked about this continuously, why you say – Maybe it's good to have that balance with that speed. I know we bash Tyler Wade. Yankee fans just hate Tyler Wade. But Tyler Wade has he's, he's nah, done his part. They don't hate him. But no, no, no. But I see on Twitter. I do. Really? <laughs> I yeah. People don't like him because he's been around for no, so long. So many Why is he still on the team? Guy to come it's, off the bench. But it's he's good. mediocre it's, at a lot of positions. You, I don't it, know if I love that. Yeah, I know. I was killed him last night when he. Let me ask you guys this question. Watch that ball. Let me ask you this question, both of you. Would you rather have – I mean, you guys probably will say this, uh, I, knowing you two because you like to agree all the time, you two, and I'm the outlier, I guess. <laughs> do you guys like the one through nine lineup like Ted just said, or do you want to yes. have the lineup that they have right now where, in the sense of balance where you have yeah, to get, bring Mike Talkman back and let's get Gardner <laughs> and let's get no, Tyler saying, Wade in the lineup. Shut Look, up with that. No, Listen, no, here's, what you, here's what you do have. You're going to have an an opportunity because let's be honest, this entire team is very delicate. The These guys are very glass-like. And so it wouldn't hurt to just, you can get playing time for everybody you if you're doing this right. Look, you want to have the live or die by the long ball look and just, if you hope. Well, guess so what? we, There's hold on, but to be fun. fair, we have. We have never seen the lineup Ted just mentioned in a singular game, one through nine. Has not happened yet. Yeah, because they can't ever stay freaking healthy, Joe. Because that, then that's fine. Then so, But you can't knock it because it wouldn't be productive. Because my, my thought would be this. You put all those nine guys in there. And, and as, a, as a group of nine, that's a much more patient and selective group of people. No one needs to press at that point. You don't have... Uh, you don't have a Hagashioka hitting sixth in that lineup. Again, all of a sudden, all the pressure, like there's no pressure in that lineup. There's protection top to bottom. Guys are going to take more pitches. You're going to see less strikeouts. You're going to see less pop-outs because pitchers are going to have to come at people. They're not going to be able to pitch around guys because there won't be a Tyler Wade. There won't be a Ryan Lemire or or uh, who's this Velasquez guy? Greg Allen. Give me a break. It's Kane Velasquez. Give me a break. Mike Cameron and Mike Talkman, that was a fun couple of weeks. Austin Romine and Agashioka. Not Mike Cameron. Whoever, who do we have last year? Cameron Mabin, was it? Whoever the hell it was. Listen, those guys, oh, they're adorable. They were great. (laughs) Couple of weeks, they did what they had to do. And I remember when Stanton was coming back, and there were people like, maybe we should bench Stanton. Are you out of your mind? (laughs) You see what that guy does in the postseason? Everybody, get on my giant monster back, and let's go win a World Series. That's what I need. I want to see the best lineup I have. And you know what? If guys aren't cutting it, you want to get Tyler Wade's hot bat in there? Okay, so so if it comes to postseason time then, and they have a night where they they have 14 Ks as a team, I don't want to hear you specifically, Joseph, Mr. Ponytail Man, Bitching and moaning that the Yankees, uh oh. 
My hair is down today, baby. Bro, hold on, bitching and moaning that the Yankees can't get can't hit the ball. Like this is why I get nervous with him. Yeah, that lineup sounds incredible, Ted. I, I have no problem with it. It's amazing. From one through nine, you're like, good luck trying to get anybody out. But we've been say, we say that, but then they have a game where or a couple games back to back in the postseason, especially against a team that's good pitching, and they have a team total of 14, 15 Ks. You're like. This is because the problem is the problem is when it when when push comes to shove and and he freaks out in those clinching games and and you get a lineup where it is it's Cameron Maben in center and Mike Talkman in left and Tyler Wade at short yeah you're you have a six deep lineup and you wonder why you can't score any runs in the postseason listen if if the idea is that we're gonna we're gonna crank a lot of home runs and now we got a little base dealing and some other things going on. Again, I think this lineup, if you really ever get to see the lineup Ted mentioned, if that ever happens, be nice. we've never seen it, yeah. it would be – I would just be interested to see for a couple of days if it, whether it's as patient and better than like, I think it would be or if you're right, Trev, maybe it would be a shit show yeah. and yeah. maybe there'd be 18 strikeouts and six home runs in the game and nothing else. Yeah, no, well, Trev, and I do agree with you. Here's the thing. The lineup itself, what I named before – it would be the most dangerous lineup in the entire league. There would be It'd no be the way. 27 but Yankees all it, over again. There would be no, maybe even better because of the guys one through nine. There would not be one. Imagine this Glaber and Gia would be batting eight and nine. Seven would be Sanchez. Then you got Rizzo, Stan, Void, Judge, DJ. I mean, like, tell me. Maybe what with, the, with the way Boone does things. Dude, I was just going to make the breath. He's going to want Gardner hitting eighth in there at some point, maybe now, second. <laughs> now here's, now here's maybe leading off. Listen, I know what someone's going to say is Stan's a strikeout king. Joey Gallo strikes out two, three times a game. Judge goes through these things. Sanchez strikes out. Did you get see the round of applause Sanchez got for starting the other day? Crowd gave a round of applause when he got introduced. Crowd, not. they changed a little bit of how about Gary Sanchez. They realized that if this team is going to win, those are the guys that have to be in the lineup. Yeah, because as they know they can trade them now for actual as Trev, as, as much as this team right now is great and they're winning and they're dynamic, and listen, I do think the time the team that we have right now is actually really dangerous. Having speed on the base paths creates things listen we always talk about it in football and uh, other sports speed in baseball be able to go from first to third changes a whole ball game being able to threaten to steal make the pitcher have to worry about you stealing i understand that the guys that i just mentioned are not big time base stealers so pitchers can focus more so on their their batters than having like oh my god is highway way gonna steal is this guy gonna steal i understand that but i think in the end of the day if this team has a chance to win the world series which i think they do if you get Kluber back and you can get Severino, Montgomery had a great day of pitching yesterday. I tell you, this kid healed, Joe. He's phenomenal. I know it's a short. I know it's short-lived, and I'm living in the moment. He's only. Don't worry, they'll ruin him too, just like they but ruined. No, him. no, no, no. But I tell you, you gotta look at the Yankees and go. All right, this kid's a dynamic pitcher. We could think about. Debbie Garcia is out in the wind. He got. He's gone. You gotta love what Wandy Peralta's been. He's gotten given up no runs as a lefty reliever. Sorry, Lou Jig or whatever his name is. You stink. See you later. Wandy's my left hand guy. Why has this got great stuff? We can get Britton and Chapman back. You're talking about a dynamic. Huh? Oh, I listen. I think he's the most. I think he's the best pitcher we have. He can do anything. He can do. He he looks like a '70s porn star, but I mean, but I love it. I mean, he's dynamic. I mean, he. 
he's the type of guy that they talk about all the time. He goes into Boone and is like, hey, listen, if you need me tomorrow, I'm good. Even if he started the day before. I he still, come I in still and, that bullpen at times still is a little. But here's the thing. Sean, imagine taking Cortez out. Imagine putting Nestor Cortez now in the bullpen. Now it makes the, that bullpen even more dangerous. Because I think, now the, I, think, I think the key for the Yankees, if what it comes to close out my point, is, is Britain. If Britain's play, pitching like a gem like he was before all of COVID and these injuries, we know how Britain is, how dangerous he can be. But he's he's a major key for the – I'm not talking about offense because I know what the Yankees I, – I know what I expect from them. I know what they should be doing. The bullpen has been the backbone for years, and Britain has been one of those major guys for them. If he continues to struggle – that's a concerning, concerning factor for the Yankees going into the postseason because I know how good he could be. He's one of the best reliever pitcher, best, best in closers since relief pitchers in the game. But this year he just hasn't had it because of COVID, understandably, and dealing with injury. But that's a key factor going forward is definitely the health and if Britain can ever get back to him. I don't know about you guys, how you feel about the bullpen still. I don't know if you're still 50-50 on it, but yeah. – Thank you for that stat. I appreciate that. I mean, Wait, that's, really? that's crazy. Think, think that's about concerning, crazy. Joseph. That's no, concerning. How about this? As concerning as that is, Trev, think about it. If, now, I, I know this is the would, could, should thing, but imagine if it's only half of those games were in first place. by, And we might have the best record in baseball. We're right there with the Giants at 70 wins. Where What have we got? 68 wins? So nine plus. Take half of those nine wins. Boom, boom, boom. We're at 67, 68. We're in first place in the division, and our whole contra- our whole mindset about this team is drastically different. I still think the bullpen has some issues, but listen, we're winning baseball games, and at the end of the yep. day, we're, that's more important to me than anything else. I don't care how we win them. And, and, and what's crazier is I think the Yankees have played, in, and Joe, I think you gave the stat, I think they've played in more one-run games this season than anyone in baseball, and I think it's by far a significant difference between first and second place. But we're winning them because if we weren't, we talk about this in football season, winning those one-possession games is the difference between going 9-7 and seven or 10-6 and six and 8-8. Eight and eight. Joe, finish up the show. One more thing. Uh, back to Aaron Judge. Uh Uh, Let me start with with Gary Sanchez. I said when the season started, this team would go as far as Gary went. And when Gary got benched, this team was playing awful. And Gary's turnaround and this team's turnaround definitely coincided, uh, much like his rise in 2016. This team got really good. This team got really good. Uh, when when Gary Sanchez set up Aaron Judge the other night on the 14th became the fourth player in baseball history with four go-ahead hits in the same game. Uh, and it only happened four times, uh, three previous times in all of baseball history. So this guy's productive. This guy, uh, 18 go-ahead RBI for Aaron Judge this season. This team is going to go as far as Aaron Judge does. And when they get into the postseason – it's going to be on his back. And listen, when him and Stanton are clicking, dude, it is all over. And again, you throw Gallo and Rizzo. You've got so much, so much depth Even in this Voight. lineup. And Voight has come back. Yeah. He's, and he is, he's, him and Odor, I'm telling you, are the heartbeat of this team. Do you like a lineup? The best player, sometimes the best player is not always the heart and soul. You could see it because every time there's a pitching situation, Odor goes to the mound, no one else. He is the catalyst. And if you watch him and uh, Voight, every time there's a home run or a base hit, those two guys are jumping out of this. Out of yeah, the, we, used uh, to always say that, we used to always say that about Didi. 
and it was Swisher. Almost like the heart. That, that's how it was. Even though I mean, one more thing on Aaron Judge. Uh, he's got though. Aaron Judge in his career now has eight go-ahead home runs in the eighth inning or later. Again, it to me just speaks to, you know. You guys remember uh, two years ago, I did that whole thing with Mike Trout, and we talked about his late and close numbers. They're awful. Mm -hmm. He is not a good player late in games. And maybe teams are just pitching to him a a little. I don't know. I I, I didn't break it down that much. Eight go-ahead home runs in his career. I mean, when Aaron Judge Judge hits a home run or knocks in a run late, it is substantial. And it, it is huge. Joey Gallo's behind you, then Stan's behind you, then Rizzo's behind you, then Judge is behind you. That's, that's the thing. When, when Judge is protected, guys, when Judge is protected, the strikeouts go down, the walks go up, and so do the homers. I, 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 I agree with you, Ted. I think this team is dangerous. I think this team's right where it needs to be. They've still certainly underachieved. Trev, yeah, the bullpen's problematic. I think the idea that Boone's going hot hand. Finally. Yeah. I've been screaming at this guy for three years. Just go with the hot hand. Why not? You got so much depth. You got so many. Dude, again, Jonathan Lewisek has been the best relief pitcher statistically in the American League. I not Chapman, not Britton, not Green. Lewisega. I'll take Wandy. We'll see what happens. Wandy's oh. dude, uh, 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 a zero ERA in the month of uh, August for Wandy Peralta. For everybody who was, oh, but Mike Dogman's such a good player. Yeah, we're fine. His Where name is, is Greg Allen this year. Relax. Well, the Yanks are playing well. They're back in contention. And even for maybe an ALE's crown. So the Yanks can be going in, taking out the Sox. Got one more game tonight. See if they can really, really take grasp of that AL wild card right now, but these Yanks are playing hot and they're playing great ball. We'll see how it looks when that team is at full strength because we know how talented they are. Can they put all the pieces together and finally get to a championship? I'm not talking ALCS. I'm talking about a World Series. All in all, good things are starting to happen for the boys of summer, I'm going to call them, the New York freaking Yankees. They're playing good baseball we're going to be back later in the week like i said we're going to have our top 10 offensive players non-quarterbacks and then our top five side dishes sponsored by ted Eats and more baseball talk we'll see how the yanks finish off the socks but we'll be back later in the week we are we are keys to the city we're streaming on all social media platforms at keys to the city so subscribe comment share or like thank you for watching we are out yeah to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.